All right, how are you guys doing tonight? Everybody's here. Thank you all for coming out. This is a real big treat for me. Uh, it's almost like a funeral, except like I'm still alive. It's like this is probably as many people that would come to see me, uh, well, after I was dead. <laughs> um, I've been doing this for about a year, and it's great because uh, I've had a lot of ups and downs. I used to be really nervous when doing this. Obviously, you know, public speaking is like the biggest fear for most people. But the shittiest part about it is that it comes with literally the shittiest advice. What's the number one thing that people tell you when you're nervous on public speaking? Don't be nervous, yeah. But how do you get over those nerves? Just picture everybody in the audience naked. Like, what asshole pervert came up with this idea? Like, I know how to get rid of the nerves. Get a huge erection. That's going to do it. And then, like, how do you, like, explain that? Like, hey, guys, don't mind this huge boner. It's part of my craft. Um, I've been doing this, yeah, like, I started thinking about it for, like, two months before I actually did it. And uh, the first time I brought it up with my girlfriend, who is here tonight? It's true, guys. She's real. She's right here. And uh, by the way, guys, all the comics that are here, don't fuck up. Or she's not going to let me hang out with you anymore. Like, she's going to be like, you, got, you actually hang out with these unfunny people? What the hell? I thought you were actually doing comedy. But that's the thing. Like, I wanted to do comedy, and I told her, like, I'm thinking about doing comedy. And she's like, well, can we finish having sex first? And I was like, okay, let's do that. But afterwards, I'm doing comedy. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. It's been really cool. I've, been meeting, I've actually met a lot of really cool people through the podcast and through just open mics. And uh, without further ado, I'm not going to do any more jokes. Maybe in between. Who knows? Maybe a little bit more. Uh, but I'm going to bring up my first guest. He was on the show uh, kind of early in the podcast. Let me know if, who's listened to the show before. Okay, who hasn't? Who's, who doesn't even know what a podcast is? The two old people in the back, they're like, what the hell is this? This comic's what? Okay, but no, this guy, he's a really good mensch. He, he ran one of the first open mics I ever went to, and he's just awesome. Let's give it up for Rude Randall Morales. Where is he? Everybody, how you guys doing? My name is Rude Morales. This is the only guy I was worrying about getting arrested here, but I guess it's okay. It's Orange County to say my real name. It's all right. It's, I, I'm all cool with it, you know. But uh, my name is Rude. You know, my mother's uh, Mary, not the Virgin. Father, not too sure of. It is what it is. It's kind of like one of those cool pickup lines when I meet a chick, you know. But I see a lot of nice, cool couples up in here, you guys, tonight. Yeah. You guys been around for a while. Are you are you with somebody, or are you, like, just kind of just saying, yeah? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Does his girlfriend know that? <laughs> oh, my Lord. What part of the relationship is going on now? 
No, it's funny though because uh, doing comedy it doesn't pay the bills really. But so uh, I work at a, like a convenience store, and I see young couples coming in all the time. And the f- funniest thing that captures me is that they come shopping for condoms together. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what part of the relationship where you guys reach that you shop for condoms together? Anybody? No? <laughs> you know, it's funny to me because it, it, it's like when you go there, it's like, you know, fighting a, a karate kid belt and shit. You got the red, the gold, the black. You know, the better you get, it's there. Some guy says, hey, hey, can I get some condoms? I was like, which one do you want? I said, do you want the red ones? He's like, it can't even fit the tip. I was like, fuck, like, I really needed to know that, dude. <laughs> Which one is you want? Give me the black ones. Oh, you're a fucking master, huh? No, some g- usually guys get the gold one because they feel like their shit is, like, bronzed and shit. But they know it's not ripped for their pleasure or even hers. I don't know what the fuck the bubbles are for. I don't know, man. I don't wear condoms. I got five kids. I can't fucking say anything about that. But anyways, it's, it's different, though. I, I, but the same thing is the same patterns. I ask the same questions, though, because I get older. You guys stay the same fucking age, but you guys all don't ask the fucking same questions. You know what I'm saying? You guys just, hi, my name is, and that's about fucked up as you guys get. But because if you have enough likes on Instagram and on Facebook, enough people that you guys know each other, you guys are fucking by the end of the night. That's how it goes. I'm serious, but um, for me, no, I had to actually ask some questions like, uh, do you like watching movies? Yeah. Have you been in any movies that I've seen? Yeah. Cool. Which ones? <laughs> I got a closet full of them. You don't see these ones in here? How about my dad's closet? You want to see them? <laughs> Hell yeah, you know. Um, but seriously, you know, you got to ask the right questions. Because if she wets the bed, you know, that's just kind of one of those things that just kind of puzzles you. Because, I mean, if she's wearing a a Depends instead of it's going to end up. But I like gold, and I like showers. Golden showers should not be a part of any bedroom scenes if you guys are not catching up quite soonly. But seriously, um, another thing that you do ask is, is like, you guys like watching television, you you know, besides movies. You like watching TV. And he was like, yeah, you know, and a lot of couples, like, when they sit at home, they watch Snapped. You guys ever watch that show, Snapped? No? No? Cheaters? Any of that? You guys seen Cheaters? Yeah, 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 you've seen Cheaters. You guys sit at home on a Saturday night and be, like, looking at each other, like, oh, catch you on that kind of babe, huh? But then, like, the, the, you know, relation progresses, and then you might get into Snapped. Now, I'm like full throttle and shit with this girl and shit. I'm watching Forensic Files in another 48 hours. Fuck, dude. It's scary, though. You know what I'm saying? Because you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and she's standing over you with a cigarette going, (sighs) It's sleeping well. I thought I was. (laughs) Hey, man. Wherever how the relationship goes, all I say is, yo, get the condom right. Because you never know how it's going to end up. You know what I'm saying? So you guys have been a great crowd. My name is Rude Morales. Give it up for your host over here tonight. Give it up for Rude. All right, guys. 
definitely check him out on the podcast. Uh, we get a little tipsy and talk about our favorite character that we would want to recreate in a movie. And he specifically wanted to be the character in Cool Hand Luke that said, I think we got here is a failure to communicate. That's the guy he picked. Out of all the movies and cinema, out of all the characters, he's like, I want to be the white guy that puts down Paul Newman. I want to be that guy. And that's why I love Rude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was talking about condoms earlier. Uh, I don't normally use condoms either because I normally don't have sex. <laughs> uh, but when I do, I use those magnums. Yeah. Ask my girlfriend. She will very cautiously say yes. Yes, he does. Uh, but the thing I love about uh, condoms is that they come with dicks. And uh, <laughs> lately, I've been trying to do my perfect dick pic. I still haven't done it yet. But lately, I've been looking for my Goldilocks dick pic. You know that dick pic that's not too soft, not too hard? Just right. Yeah, the Goldilocks. I still haven't done it. I'm still hoping one day. I really want, like, filters uh, for Snapchat to involve your dick. Like, dick pic filters. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, dicks are also, you know, cute already. Let's be honest. But let's make them a little cuter by putting a little top hat on them. Or a monocle. Or something, you know. Like, make it classy. And who else is classy but none other than our next comedian that's coming up to the stage. He's been a really cool guest, and he also let me get way too drunk and pass out on his couch, or his bed, actually. And, I, and I've loved him ever since, and I'm glad he's loved me ever since. Let's give it up for Seth Woodward. Give it up for Daryl, you guys. Oh, his podcast made it to a year. That's amazing. That does not fucking happen because most people burn out on doing that shit. Most people don't want to hang out with comics for an extended period of time. It's good to be here, guys. Good to be here. Uh, when Daryl asked me to be on the podcast, I didn't know him very well. But by the end, we were lifelong friends, I was sure, because of how much puke he actually puked up into my toilet. Uh, we started. He came over to my house... And we started recording the podcast, and he started drinking, I started drinking, and I stopped at one, because I'm a smart person, and I know we're making art. Um, <laughs> but uh, he kept going. I'm like, Daryl, maybe it's not good to have five of those. What were we drinking? We were drinking... We were drinking Jameson and ginger ale, and you stopped with the ginger ale on the second round. Like, you're a monster. Uh, we recorded for about three and a half hours. It wasn't usable past an hour, you guys. It was, it was really bad. Uh, he spent nine minutes on the intro apologizing just to me. Uh, if you ever need to feel special, get a nine-minute apology. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. We, he, by the end, we stopped recording, and he was like, I, I think I'm going to be sick. And I'm like, you all right? And he, goes to my, he crawls to my bathroom. And starts draw, he's fucking heaving into the toilet. And I'm like, oh, he's not quite making it in. Oh. 
So after he was done, I'm cleaning it up. I'm like, yeah, just go, like, hang out on my bed. That's fine. Just, you know, like, relax. Don't. I'm in the bathroom. I come out to, to my bedroom. He's passed out. But he's sweating so goddamn much. Sweating through my comforter. Through the blanket underneath. Through the sheet into the mattress. And I have smelled him ever since. So we are lifelong friends, you guys. We are... Lifelong friends forever. BFF, you F. Um, <laughs> a little bit about me, guys. A little bit about me. I just got out of a really bad relationship. So naturally, all of my friends have come across the land to give me terrible dating advice. Uh, one of my, I was hanging out with a comedian friend of mine. She's a really cool person. She t- we were talking about it. She goes, maybe you shouldn't do relationships. Maybe you should be a fuck guy. It's a grown fuck boy, you guys. It's a grown, entirely man fuck guy. Uh, and then she gave me this haircut, and I was like, I guess I'm prepared for this shit. Uh, she cut my hair. Um, like, I, I know what I look like. It's not going to happen, you guys. It's not going to happen. With this haircut, I look like I've considered date rape. You know what I mean? But I, like, I couldn't find a roofie connect. I had totally had the money ready, though. You know? The problem is there's just pe- not people lining up to fuck me. It's just not a thing that's happening right now. Hopefully it'll change. Hopefully. I uh, have an existential crisis about the relationship, though. I'm like, oh, I'm so torn up about it. Do I delete the nudes? Um... Is that what a good guy does? So I'm having like this dual conversation. I should delete the nudes. I shouldn't. You know, I don't want to see her again, but I like naked ladies. You know what I mean? All while I'm jerking off to the nudes. I couldn't come to a conclusion, you guys. And then I did. I did. She was a lesbian when I met her, you guys. It's not the first time I've had to start a story like that. Not the fir- I fig- I'm, not, I'm not saying I converted her. Because that's not possible. I'm just saying I'm ladylike. Uh, <laughs> I've got everything a lesbian needs. I got great tits and a dick. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm just a soft transition. Uh, fuck a real man next time. We got this soft start here. Uh, you don't know how much that joke hurts me. Um, <laughs> we just disagreed about things, guys. We just disagreed about things. Like, you know, monogamy. Uh, (laughs) She was polyamorous and pansexual, which means she wanted to fuck everything and me. Uh, (laughs) Which is cool, you know, for her, but not for me. Uh, Not exactly into it. I found out through this relationship, I'm not cool enough to be polyamorous. That's what I found out. Like, I'm just not cool enough to make people be cool with me fucking other people. Like, that's never... Like, I can do better and keep that thing. I'm, I'm really good at disappointing one person is what I'm saying, you guys. Uh, I think there should be a test if you want to be polyamorous. I think you should have to, like, display your coolness before a judge. Like, if you can't start a jukebox on a single hit, you're not cool enough to be polyamorous, you guys. Happy Days references, guys. Happy Days references. None of you have seen that show because you're from this century. That's cool. Uh, I uh, used to be 400 pounds, you guys. Used to be 400 pounds. 
a little bit more about me. It's why my torso looks sad. Uh, you can see it. Got the sad face right there. <laughs> I, uh, I lost 200 pounds in eight months, you guys. 200. No, don't fucking say that. That's how people die. Uh, <laughs> that's clearly an obsession. Don't. I think it's weird when people go, oh, you're a hero for doing something everyone else fucking does naturally. Uh, you're so brave. Like I just got back from war or some shit. All I did was put down a fork. It was a minor engagement at best. Uh, I was 17. My mom sent me to the doctor. The doctor was like, if you keep up like this, you're going to die. And I'm like, that's kind of the plan. That's where I'm at right now. Uh, He's like, no, you've got to exercise and eat right, and eventually you'll lose the weight. And I'm like, mission fucking accepted, and then nearly died. Uh, The thing they don't tell you about losing 200 pounds too fast is you've got a fucking lot of extra skin, you guys. My torso looks like it's made of assorted earlobes. It's not a good fucking look. Try being intimate with, like, your belly jiggling while you thrust. Uh, (laughs) That's a thing. Um... It's not good. It's not a good look. The other thing they don't tell you about is stretch marks. My torso looks like it got raked by a fucking bear. It's not... I look like a fully mature zebra under these clothes I'm wearing for your protection. It's not a good... Not a good look, you guys. Not a good look. I feel like we've bonded as a crowd and as a comedian, so I want to tell you guys a very intimate story. Very... One that affects me deeply. It's about the first time I got caught masturbating, you guys. Notice how I said that first time. There's sequels to this story. This is just the one that hurts the fucking most. So I was 14, a freshman in high school. Uh, it was awkward time to be Seth Woodward. Awkward time. I was heavy and didn't know how to use it, you know what I mean? Uh, and the way it worked was we only had one computer in my mom's room. So whenever I wanted to masturbate to internet porn, I had to wait until my entire family was out of the house. And I got one of these fucking blessed afternoons. I was sinning before the Lord, as I like to say. I was going at myself. You guys ever go, you guys ever masturbate for like too long? Like, you're like, this is gratuitous at this point. I could have come a long time ago. You ever just explore your sexuality, you guys? (laughs) That's what I was doing. I had so many tabs of porn open. It looked like a photo album of shame had anyone seen it. Oh, how did I get to tentacles? What the fuck? Uh, So everything was cool because where I was sitting, I could see the outside door. So when my family came home, I would be able to see them. And everything was cool up until the point I wanted to come. Because when I was coming, I heard the outside door lock click. And I came to the image of my entire family coming home. Which, guys, is actually not what you want to come to, uh, surprisingly. If you do, you're kind of fucked up. Um, So I start clicking through all... This was, like, before you could click off all the tabs of porn at the same time. So I'm, like, sitting there clicking through each individual porn video that I had just moments ago been enjoying with all of the fucking shame. Sweat dribbling down my face, cum dribbling off my sad little dick. And I was just trying to get out of there. I finally get all the porn clothes, and I make it out of my mom's room. 
And that's when they come into the house. And they can see me at this point down the hallway. And I'm red-faced and gross. And they go, Seth, are you okay? And I say the smoothest fucking thing I have ever said. Yeah, guys, I'm going to bed. It was 5 p.m. <laughs> Distinctly not bedtime. That comes at 11. So I go to my room. And I'm sitting on my bed. I'm like, wow, that could have been really fucking bad. That could have been the worst experience of my Seth, get in here. I hear from the other room, and it's my dad. He's got the whitest cadence of all time. You're right. Uh, So I walk into my mom's room. My mom looks ashamed. My dad looks furious, and he points to the computer, and gecked all over the computer and keyboard is the cum I forgot to clean up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's how I got the computer out of my mom's room, you guys. Have a good night. My name's Seth Woodward. Uh, yeah, he, I think, divulged a little too much of that uh, night that we recorded. I left a lot on the cutting room floor, but not anymore. It's all here. Yes, I have a drinking problem. And uh, what better way to show that I have a problem but by doing a comedy show in a bar? Yeah. Woo, yeah, woo, yeah. Who's drunk? Who's, who's at least a little tipsy, right? Nobody. Well, clearly, nobody that I know outside of comedy, they're all huge degenerate drunks. This is like four beers. That's just getting started. I love that there's like levels of drunk. There's like, you know, tipsy, buzz, smashed, shit-faced, time traveler. Have any of you guys met a time traveling drunk? Somebody that's so drunk that they've had a conversation in their mind but you're catching up like four minutes into the conversation. Like the first comment is like, dude, bro, I know we've been talking forever. We haven't. But Kid Rock fucking sucks, bro. You don't see him live. And you're like, dude, I don't even, I have never brought up Kid Rock in the last 10 years. Like where have you gotten this idea that we've been talking about Kid Rock for five minutes? He's time traveler drunk. In some huge parallel universe, we've had a conversation, and I've told him that Kid Rock was a delight, and he said, fuck you, don't go see him live. Yep. Uh, Clearly, thank you guys for living out my dreams of not laughing. Uh, That was the clearly, that was like what I was thinking when I woke up today. I'm like, man, I hope like all of my friends and family don't laugh at any of the things that I've been like toiling over for days on end. Like, don't give me any help, guys. Because I'm not going to get it in, in comedy, so thank you for, like, keeping it real. Um, I'm sure my girlfriend has said, like, hey, don't give him any, like, you know, tips, guys. Don't, like, help him. Let's have him, like, fail miserably so he can start making dinner again. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's keep it going with somebody very funny. Definitely check him out. On the podcast, he's been on it multiple times. This guy has been basically... The first true friend I found in comedy, and uh, that's no joke. Uh, he's a real mensch, and it's not an insult. That's a Jewish compliment. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, give it up for Anthony Mojica. Oh, fuck. He's playing that shit. I just want to go ahead and fucking do this over these beats. God damn it. They got bars. 
Those are bars is what I'm trying to say. How the fuck is everyone doing here tonight, people? Really? I don't see anyone that's over 60. So unless you're over 60 and you're not fucking clapping and having a good time, you need to get the fuck out of here and go bowling or some shit. You're here to do some fucking laughing, so get the fuck up. How is everyone doing here tonight? God damn it. Nice to see everyone here tonight. Daryl is a very close friend, dude. I almost cried. I was sniffing when he said that I was his you know, first true friend in Long Beach in comedy. It is true. You know? It's funny you didn't tell me you had a girlfriend till today. <laughs> Fucking around. He's mentioned you a lot. He loves the shit out of you, man. Every time we go out, he's all, you think she'll like this? You think she'll want that? I'm like, bro, that shit is 10 inches and four inches in circumference. What the fuck are we doing in a sex shop, Daryl? Thought we were going to go buy weed, bro. You brought me to a sex shop. What the shit? I maxed out my credit card. God damn it. That sex shop was good, bro. I got to go back. My wife liked her Tyrone 500. You guys are fucking great. Give yourselves a goddamn hand. Crazy shit is, uh, the first time I met Darrow, I did his podcast. He had this shit on his fucking couch, or right next to his couch on his table. It looked like it had his own uh, engine. And it had, a, it had a smokestack. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It's my gravity bong. Goddamn, Darrow, that shit was good too, bro. I need to make me one of those. I just don't know how to. I don't pay for Wi-Fi, so I have to steal it. My neighbor's been kind of a dick. He keeps changing his fucking password. I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Well, you know what? Tonight, another thing that happened. I met Daryl's brother. Holy shit. I mean, now I understand why Daryl is so angry at you. Every time he mentions your name, he just seethes. Like, you think you're better than me because you got luscious hair? Fuck you. <laughs> and you're tall, too. What the fuck, man? God damn it. <laughs> fuck you, Tom Cruise. Oh, Daryl's a Scientologist. You never knew that? Holy shit. It's funny, whenever I go over for Christmas, and he has the Last Supper, and Tom Cruise is right in the middle of it, Arnold Schwarzenegger is to his left. Sylvester Stallone is passing the steroids. So yeah, that's how it goes and shit. So sorry, I do a lot of drugs. Gummies mostly. Look man, all I'm saying is I get arrested a lot by police. I do. I just have that look for some reason. But it's weird because my wife is Irish. You know, you know, she's nice and white. You know. So she gets really angry. I got stopped by the cops recently. Holy shit, what the fuck is going on over there? You're all right? Is she funnier than me? Because if she is, give her the goddamn mic and let her come up here. 
Just fucking around. I don't know what the hell I'm doing most of the time. I'm high as fuck right now, first of all. This motherfucker gave me some sativa that's a hybrid. And then it told me it has little red hairs. Like, what the fuck? How does it get red hairs? You told me what some shit. So that shit, I'm really fucked up. So right now, all you guys look like clouds to me. Nice puffy clouds. It's a negative? It's a negative? I'm sorry, I can't hear shit. I went to a lot of metal concerts as a kid, too. So I can barely hear what the fuck you're saying, man. Fuck. I recently lost 100 pounds, much like my friend Seth. You know, I gained a little bit of muscle. Maybe a little bit of a dick. I'll be honest. I, was, I turned into a little cocky motherfucker now because I got a couple of muscles here and there. I like to go up to roided up guys at my gym. Just go, motherfucker, are you looking at my wife? Who the fuck is your wife? Well, she's not here, but I'm going to bust her fucking ass. So I just recently got out of the hospital. I got jumped. I've never lost a fight one-on-one. Three-on-one is a different fucking subject. I'm just going to give you a little bit of advice. If you ever get in a fight and the other motherfucker has cauliflower ear, you play dead. You turn into a ball. You think armadillo. Whatever you need to do. But you do that shit. But now that I've also lost a little bit of weight... I've gotten super horny. I don't know if anyone's got like that and shit, but uh, so yeah, man. Wait a minute, I was going somewhere with this. <laughs> and then James Dean looking at me right in the eyes, and I forgot my train of thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I'm heavily tattooed. My career of trapping women for child support is going to get there one day. I think I'm working out so hard. The only goddamn reason. I just love women. All types of women. I think we were talking about that earlier, right, Rude? I think I would literally fuck 90% of the women out there if I could. And then my wife doesn't let me swing. Some fucking bullshit. <laughs> Dude, I will, I will protect myself. You know, I'll carry a knife. Fucking Christ. Really? Is my delivery that bad? I protect myself, goddammit. So I do buy condoms. How come you didn't mention what store you worked at, bro? You'd get a lot of fucking business. He works at a 7-Eleven, by the way. Don't fuck it. Don't act like you don't want that shit. Shut up. Saw a commercial recently. Two 60-somethings in a 69 Camaro rolling down a mountain. They look at each other right in the eyes. Fades to black. Viagra. Right? Does it bother anyone else that Viagra commercials insinuate your grandmother loves to fuck? I mean, that would explain the rug burns. Too much? Fuck. 
My grandmother's right there. She's laughing her ass off. You go, Granny. Oh, there it is. That's what I wanted to say earlier. You know, so my sex drive is at all-time high. Have you guys ever nutted so hard, so vigorously, so passionately, that you nutted in your own eye? Look at this guy right here. He's all like, yes. Because it's power behind it, ladies. That's why. Jackhammer power. Whatever, man. Whatever. Look, man, the only reason why I even want to apply for a job, who the fuck here likes working? Really? What the fuck do you do and are they hiring? She's a drug dealer? First of all, I don't like you what you do, but can, I, can you meet me later outside and shit? All right, cool. All I'm saying is I don't like, I don't like working at all. Fuck work. Can I say that? Fuck work. You know, the only reason why I get a job is because we got bills. And then I hit a couple of people, so I'm paying off that shit. I got a couple of warrants, so every month I got to pay some ticket. that I don't know where the fuck it goes. It just says California. I'm like, fuck, whatever, bro. I don't want the cops coming in there asking me for my papers. So I want to fuck with that. But all I'm saying is my jobs usually end the same way. Getting called at 8 in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Why are you calling me at home? Yes, I know I opened the goddamn store, but I was smoking weed and playing Call of Duty till 5 in the goddamn morning. So get the fuck off of me, Steve. Steve is my boss. I hate that motherfucker. You giving me the light? All right, cool. I got the light, which means I got to say one more goddamn joke. Can you guys get the fuck up and tell me that you want to hear one more goddamn joke? Jesus Christ. Great. Look, man, all I'm saying is I know what the fuck I get off on. I go to Pornhub. I type in fat white girls and ass. Then I bust it out of my eye. And I move on. Then my wife, she starts watching her porn. And I'm just perplexed. Because it's because it's some duck with l'orange cream dipped in caramel on the Food Network. (laughs) How the fuck am I going to compare with a pastry? My shit is thick, not long, thick. You know what they do? I shave. You know what they say? Small potatoes make the steak look bigger. I didn't write that. I think it was some poet. Tupac, I think, right? Well, that was my last joke. Thank you very much for laughing. Let's give it up for fucking Daryl. Give it up for Anthony Mojica. Uh... I love how I told the comics to don't blow this for me, and they decided to tell every little secret about me first right off the bat. Uh, clearly, after this show, I'm going to be single, and uh, yeah, it's going to be horrible. Anyway, guys, how you guys doing? Are you feeling it? Are you still here? Are you still with us? Thank you all for coming out here. Thank you all 
for being here. It's uh, great. Uh, let's just keep it rolling. Let's. This guy is a really cool friend of mine, and I'd like to say that I popped his podcast cherry, and he was the first guest that had never done a podcast before until mine. So I felt very honored, and uh, he's a really cool guy. Let's give it up for Marty Worst. I'm actually looking for a job right now, and I heard there was a drug dealer in the audience. Uh, maybe I could be your Walter White or something. And I don't know how to cook meth, but I'm a fast learner. You know, I'm a people person. Okay. You might have overheard my last name is Worst. It's W-U-R-S-T. It's German. It means sausage. Does anyone want to say anything? <laughs> Just get it out now. Um, it wouldn't be such a big deal if I was like a porn star. So I'd have like the perfect catchphrase, you know? Just be like, not yet, bitch. The worst is yet to come. <laughs> so this comedy thing doesn't work out. I might have something to fall back on. Um, I live down in Long Beach. I moved in with my girlfriend a couple years ago. Um, we had a power outage. And it was one of those things we were, like, in mid-conversation, then it just went black. And I was like, shit, like, now what do we do? And I thought, okay, I'm going to turn this into a positive. So I got a bottle of wine, you know, some wine glasses. And we went out into the alley and started a trash fire. Yeah, I gotta say, the mood was right, you know? She had that sparkle in her eye. So, uh, we had some dirty garbage sex. You know the kind of sex where you just take a Burger King wrapper and slap it on your girl's ass? Feel a little judgment in this room. It's okay. I just think it's a hurtful stereotype that only homeless people and doo-wop singers can enjoy a trash fire. It's bullshit, man. I mean, if you're going to have a trash fire, you might as well take advantage of it, right? So what I like to do is pretend it's a post-apocalyptic Los Angeles. And I just huddle by the fire and I wait for my neighbors to walk by. And I just scream at them like, You got any meat? Put it in the soup! Anyway, if you need to spark up your relationship, uh, it's a little role-playing you could do. Pretend you're in a Mad Max movie or something. Um, <clears throat> all right, I feel like I could trust you guys. Uh, I'm going to make a confession. It's like when I go out to the bars like this or I go out to the nightclub, <laughs> which isn't often anymore, but when I do and I go to the bathroom, I'm the guy who wipes off the toilet seat before and after I do my business. And I know you guys are like, what the fuck would you do that for? But like, I know, I feel like it's common courtesy, 
You know, to just, it's a cleanliness thing. But drunk guys don't like it. They think it's a competition. They're like, they walk in the bathroom like, how can I fuck up this room? <laughs> They're like surveying the damage from the last guy. Like, Let's take a look at this room. Soiled condom on the mirror. <laughs> Amateurs. <laughs> Urine-soaked t-shirts stuffed in the hand dryer. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's like an intermediate level. What do we got? A pile of paper towels, turd on top, wedding ring stuck in the turd. (sighs) Inspired. All right. All right. I'll take the asshole challenge. I'm going to make a mess that this place is never going to fucking forget. Just shits in his hand and starts jacking off. And he takes a samurai sword out, like, and the police show up. Just like, wow, man. Say what you will about that guy, but he made a hell of a mess. It's pretty spectacular. I don't know why I wiped the seat off. It's not like any drunk dudes ever stopped me on the way out, like, hey, bro. Did you do that? That's beautiful, man. No driblets of pee-pee as far as the eyes can see. Good work, soldier. So if you, you know, ever have a night out, you go to the bathroom and you see an amazingly clean toilet seat, there's a good chance that Marty Worst, the piss fairy, might have come through. So you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Ladies, do you, do you think that's a good thing to clean off the toilet seat? Okay. Just, guys, pff, fuck it, right? <laughs> you don't understand, Marty. I'm making art. I don't know. So you do a lot of gross jokes. Um, Comedians go to a lot of random open mics, and my worst nightmare is I go, like, I'm about to tell my first joke, and I'll see a kid sitting in the audience, and I'm like, fuck, like, now what do I do? It's not all of us work clean, obviously, but um, I'm trying to take the high road and write some kid-friendly jokes, and that's what I'm going to try on you guys right now, is some old-fashioned kid-friendly material. Here we go. Let's see how this goes. Don't you hate it when girls don't give up the pussy? <laughs> so I'm not really good at writing kid-friendly material. No, I'm just kidding. That was a test to see if you guys were listening. We're going to do some real kid-friendly jokes. Here we go. <clears throat> Why do they call him the principal, huh? <laughs> I mean, he's not a prince. Certainly not our pal. They should call him a smelly fart face. Am I right? <laughs> that grown-up knows what I'm talking about. Any nose pickers out there? Nose pickers? It's nothing to be ashamed of. Parents just don't get it. You know? Boogers 
are like our cigars. You know, I just like to get in my robe and sit by the fire with some Radio Disney and a bowl full of boogers. And I'm a happy man. It's not a green issue, you know? Parents are always like, eat your greens. Like, Dad, it's not about that. If broccoli tasted half as good as boogers did, I'd pop it like popcorn. Eat them by the truckload. See, this is where the audience gets really divided. You can tell who the nose pickers are out there. (laughs) Closeted nose pickers. See, that's the thing about comedians. They just say the things that you're afraid to say in front of your parents. (laughs) I'm trying to do you a favor here. I still wet the bed. My choice. I like to give my mom a little heads up, though. Like, Mom, it's going to be one of those nights. It's like, no surprises. It's kind of hard doing this kid-friendly jokes to, like, a room full of comedians. Because, you know, we're all dark and disturbed. They, they just tune me out for five minutes. Like, he's not going to tell any rape jokes. What's the point? And they just ignore me. But I'm actually working on a kid-friendly rape joke to pull the comedians back in. You know? So that's what I'm going to do right now is a kid-friendly rape joke. Here we go. Knock, knock. You're a friendly neighborhood rapist. Well, my name is Alvin. I live across the street. I'm a registered sex offender. And... Uh, I'm just going around the neighborhood to let you know I uh, moved over there and uh, I may have uh, raped a couple people. So uh, when your little boy starts talking, I'll come (laughs) a-knocking. That was inappropriate. Uh, I'm sorry. Don't open the door. My my name is Alvin. I live right over there. (laughs) See you later. I'll just leave the casserole on the front step there. Zoom tight. They passed the Right to Die Act in California. This is a while ago, but, you know, it's, it's kind of controversial. I think it's nice, you know, you're suffering from a terminal disease. You could, you know, take a pill, just opt out, and, you know, just die in bed while you're just surrounded by your loved ones. Like, it's a nice send-off, you know? But I like it when they call it assisted suicide. So it sounds like a buddy hitting you up for a favor, like on a weekend. Like, hey, man, you do anything on Saturday? Can you come over and help me kill myself? It's like, I just helped you move to Burbank. Fine. It's the last favor I do you, selfish bastard. And then they've asked me to be the pallbearer at the funeral. So then I gotta help them move again. (laughs) Don't let friends take advantage of you, you know? Just cut that shit off. Don't be a chump. All right, thanks, guys. I'm Marty Worst. Give it up for Marty. Yes, definitely check out his podcast, or my podcast. Check out my podcast. We're here for me, right? Yeah, awesome. But definitely check him out on a very special episode of This Comic's Life. Uh, All right, guys. So, 
let's keep it going. Uh, this is probably one of the coolest guys I know. He's uh, just recorded his first stand-up special from the Brea Improv. Uh, you can check it out at TonyAlfanoComedy.com. This is Tony Alfano. What's up, you guys? Keep it going for Daryl. I'm one of the coolest guys he knows, you guys. I hope he doesn't know any of you guys. That's kind of a burn. So like, this guy's fucking cool, unlike the rest of you assholes. I am uh, having an allergy attack, I think, and or a herpes outbreak. I haven't figured it out yet. Waiting on the bumps. I don't know if you guys can tell. Uh, I don't get good facial hair. This, can you even see this shit, anybody? It's like this beautiful beard right here in front of me, dude. Valhalla Akbar, brother. Congratulations. Like, I can't get good facial hair. It sucks. I look like an Amish guy with a testosterone deficiency. It's kind of disgusting. And it sucks because girls have been super into guys with beards the last couple years, right? Everyone's like, oh, hashtag beard fever. <laughs> it's like girls are never into the shit I have going on. I never hear a girl telling her friend, like, Becky, I just want a fat guy with, like, a medium penis and no money. I'd be, like, all over that. Like, hey, what's up? I'm Tony. I'm a Libra. No? All right. Sweet. Actually, I asked my doctor last time I was there. I was like, do you have anything in your arsenal I can take to help me grow some facial hair? He was like, yeah, you could try this, actually. Uh, it's called being a man. Yeah. This is the same doctor that tried to tell me that all of my anxiety problems are because I'm a pre-cum baby. Yeah, I had to call a timeout, dude. I was like, um, is that your professional medical diagnosis? Or, like, we're just spitballing right now, right? Like, what the hell is that? He's like, Tony, uh, you're impulsive. You're kind of shaky. You rush into everything. You're a pre-cum baby. And I was like, it doesn't make any sense. He's like, um, you've been 15 minutes early to every appointment we've ever had. So, you know, And then it hit me. I was like, you know, I'm actually like a really good swimmer, so that guy might be on to something. <laughs> I'm not the doctor, you know. How are we, uh, any political people in here tonight? You guys look like a political group, right? Good. Fucking good. I don't know. Pro wrestling Jesus over here looks like he's got some opinions. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't really give a shit about politics, but I do think that uh, Trump's pretty much fucked himself. I don't think he can do anything to repair what he's done, except like maybe what if like Trump got us Russia? Anybody would anybody be cool with that? If Trump just like came out one day, it's like, listen, I just bought Russia for pennies on the dollar. It's a great, great deal. The best deal of all time. We're going to send all the gay people to Russia to make it look nice and make every Republican happy. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we're going to get nuked in the next couple of years. I think that's on the docket, right? Like, but I'm at the point now where I'm just kind of like, I mean, fuck it. One city, bring it. Like, we'll a fucking sacrifice, dude. Who gives a shit? They push a button, we push a button, everyone goes, all right, we can't fucking do that anymore. That was bullshit. A lot of people are dead. I don't know. I think if anyone's going to get nuked, though, it's going to be L.A. Because everyone hates us over here. They all hate Los Angeles. Like, you're just going to wake up one morning and just be like a giant mushroom cloud of the distance. You're just going to be like, oh, fuck. But then you get to say things to your kids like, yeah, I remember before L.A. was a radioactive shithole. Actually, it already kind of is, so tough call there. 
I think as a country, we would bounce back from a nuke pretty quickly, though. You guys think so? Like, we'd probably bounce back. You don't think so? You think it'd fuck us up? Like, I, I guarantee us we would probably turn that shit into, like, a tourist attraction. Right? Like, ten years from now, there'd be a bunch of dudes taking their families there. Like, all right, kids, you ready to fucking purge? Hands in. Let's do this. Get out of that radioactive waste, Tina. You want three vaginas? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Did someone just say, yeah? <laughs> What's wrong with your one vagina? Let's talk about this. She's like, I get it, but, like, two more would be better. I don't condone nukes, by the way. I don't know if that was clear. That was a little bit of sarcasm, you guys. I'm not up here like pro-nukes, like, fuck it, fuck LA! Mushroom clouds! Mushroom tips. That's a good name for a softball team, the Mushroom Tips. The best softball team I was ever on, uh, this is kind of dumb, but, like, we actually got, like, in trouble. We had to change it because we made it that, like, Confederate, uh, like, Hitler Eagle, and we were called the Third Strike. Right? Yeah, they, they didn't like that shit at all. <laughs> it's kind of fucked, right? You guys, looks like a lot of people are dated up in here. You guys couples? Anybody married? No one's married? Good for you guys. You're married? Just one. Took you a second. You're like, ah, uh, yeah. I, like, I actually just got married uh, a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago. It hasn't even been that long. Fuck. I, uh, I, met her, I met her in January. We got married in March, so... Yeah, I make rash decisions. I was bored, dude. Fuck, like, what else am I going to do? Like, you know, I got drunk at Knott's Berry Farm. She's like, we should get married. I was like, we definitely should get married. Fuck, that's the first thing we should do. Like, honestly, though, it's already been better than any relationship. I think it's because, like, we didn't meet online. Is anybody online dating in here? No? Good. Don't. It's fucking stupid. I hate online dating. It's such a bullshit. Online dude, Yeah. Tell me this isn't true. Online dating feels like everyone over their last relationship all trying to grab the last parking space. It's just desperation surrounded by bullshit, dude. That's all it is. You can say anything on a dating profile. People are not going to figure it out. Like, I don't have any STDs unless you have an STD. (laughs) What kind of game are we playing here? I mean... No, it's, just, it's funny because like, I find us having conversations that like married people should have with no problem, and I'm just kind of weird about it. Like, She brought up kids the other day, and I was like, whoa, slow down, bro. We've only been dating for like three months. She's like, uh, we're fucking married, idiot. We kind of have to talk about children. I was like, ah, shit. And then I started thinking like, how crazy that would be if she got pregnant now. Like, That's not something I'm ready for, you know? But you can't be an asshole and just like, throw the abortion thing in the ring immediately. Like, well, just in case. I'm going to talk about abortion for a minute. I don't give a fuck. Just a heads up. I, uh, I was just like, I think that's such a crazy con. Like, the one thing I never think about with abortion is, like, who fucking came up with that? Like, who, was it just a doctor? Was it just one dude that just had some asshole idea? He just hates kids? He's like, you know, we don't have to do this shit. Like, that's, I, was, I don't know why. I just I thought about that. I just don't ever remember hearing, like, the history of abortion, you know? Like, people going to their doctor. They're like, oh, we're having a baby? Oh, we weren't really planning on that and the doctor's like well i mean you don't have to they're like what it's like hear me out just listen <laughs> what if something happened to the baby and then it just kind of dies you know i wasn't there i don't fucking know i'll tell you one thing i don't get a i don't get a good feeling when you go into planned parenthood that's not a great place 
You don't ever walk in there feeling like this is the best day I've ever had, you know? I was actually there a couple weeks ago. I had to use this gift card my mom got me for Christmas. And, uh, yeah, no, but nice try. Thank you, pro wrestling Jesus. <laughs> that should be your tagline. It's time for an abortion, a holy abortion. <laughs> also, great name for a metal band, holy abortion. I don't know if anyone's using that, but let's. Whew. One thing I will say, though, like, I did see a plaque for Employee of the Month when I was at Planned Parenthood, and that rubbed me the wrong way. Like, what the fuck are you bragging about, you know? Like, what the hell is that? Like, what are your coworkers saying about you? Like, dude, you guys hear about Jeff? 190 abortions. That guy's killing it this quarter, bro. That's fucking... Someone's like, what? It's not even prom season. That's fucking crazy, man. Those are crazy. That's like, if you want numbers like that, you have to, like, promote that shit right like you got to be out in the streets handing out business cards you know you're like yeah jeff jones abortionist if you feel it i'll kill it <laughs> you rape them we'll scrape them <laughs> oh wow <laughs> that was a weird segue into like a four minute abortion joke right i mean that was <laughs> <laughs> fuck it I don't know. Being married's cool, though. Um, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Having a good time. <laughs> I'm bummed I'm not going to get to break up anymore. I'm going to miss breakups. I don't know. You ever, like, like had an epic breakup? It feels like a walk-off home run. You're just like, walking it off. Best breakup I ever had, I actually broke up with a girl on the 4th of July because I got caught up in, like, freedom and independence and all that shit. That's right. I went too far, though, because I decided it'd be a good idea to use a speech from that movie Independence Day as my breakup thing, right? I was like, uh, I will not go quiet into the night. I will not give in without a fight. I'm going to survive. Today's my Independence Day. What's the Hulu sign in again? What the fuck was it? Hulu after a break. More like you porn after a breakup, right? No, no one wants to give it up for pornography. Not a lot of pornographers in here. All right, that's cool. You want to hear the worst pornography story ever? People get addicted to porn and ruin their families. That's some real shit. I don't want to get preachy, but be careful, dude. That's like playing with a loaded gun, bro. It's the most addictive thing. <laughs> Just fucking sorry. Uh, I've been going through a lot of shit lately. Uh, I got hurt at work a couple months ago. I got put on disabilities. Anyone ever had to deal with this bullshit? Yeah, it's kind of dope, right? You get paid to not do anything. Just, like, some lingering back pain, you know? But, like, I actually got, I got hurt a couple years ago, and then they gave me some injections and sent me back to work, like, all right, you're all better. And I was like, all right, cool. And for, like, a year, I, I felt amazing. And then randomly, like, in November, the shit flared up again, so I went back. But this time, I got a lawyer because I was like, fuck these people, you know? So uh, the last couple of months, as soon as I got a lawyer, they stopped paying me in January. So I went from January to like the end of March with no disability payment, which means no money, which means a lot of blowjobs. Was not fun, you guys. But here's the funny thing. My doctor fucked. The reason why I didn't get paid is because my doctor fucked up and sent me back to work without telling me that and without like me being improved. So he, he's a fucking idiot. So when I went to court, I took these guys to court to go argue my case and get them to pay me. And I noticed that on my court paperwork, the doctor wrote that I had needed surgery or hospital hospitalization because I still need back injections. But he didn't put that they're just injections. So 
the other attorneys are looking at this shit like, all right, well, let's, let's look at the numbers here. This guy's going to cost us $200,000 in a back surgery. Or, you know, maybe we could just get him to fuck off by himself. So uh, because my doctor's a fucking moron, I was able to talk my way into a $40,000 settlement. That's right. I'm, it's not a joke. I'm just bragging right now. I just want you guys to know how good my life is. But no, it's just crazy. Like being on disability, I thought it was going to be like the worst thing ever, but it actually is allowing me to go pursue my dream, which is awesome, uh, because I was working in pest control, and let me tell you guys, that is not the dream that you want. It's not, yeah, that's not what you want to do. You don't want to be killing spiders all day, you know, like, oh, I'm doing a good service, bro. Pest control sucks, though, because you got to deal with a lot of dumb people when you work in pest control. Like, you deal with a lot of, like, rich assholes, like retired people, and for some reason, a lot of Mormons. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Mormons, but I do know that they do not like insects, and they hate it when you refer to Joseph Smith as the incest Jesus. (laughs) They don't like that shit. I don't know. I, uh, I'm, the only thing I'm going to miss about that pest control job is the sales opportunities that it gave me. Because, like, not a lot of places you get to go and, like, sell to really stupid people. Something that they absolutely do not need. Because as a salesman, that's a great feeling when you pull that shit off. I liked it when the cards were stacked against me. Like, I went out to this guy's house one time, and I got there, and he had a swastika tattooed on his neck. So, yeah, immediately I was like, all right, this guy's a fucking moron. I'm probably going to sign him up for pest control. It's going to be easy, you know? So my whole plan of attack was like, all I got to do is spin pest control to white power, and this guy's going to eat that shit up. Like, it's easy. <laughs> so he started asking me, like, like, oh, like, what exactly is pest control? And I was like, um, well, it's kind of like a cleansing. <laughs> yeah, it's like a purification. It's actually, you know what? It's like a final solution, actually, is what it is. It's, uh... <laughs> and he was, like, super on board with that. He's like, yeah, I really like the sound of that, but uh, I don't know if I want all those chemicals all over my house. And I was, like, not used to dealing with indecisive racists, you know? Like, usually they know what they want. So I called him out on his bullshit. I was like, hey, are you really freaking out about all these pure-blooded chemicals? And you're not concerned about all these black and brown widows everywhere? (laughs) Hey, guys, my name's Tony Alfano. Thank you. Uh, You can buy my album on iTunes. Uh, It's called Don't Bro Me If You Don't Know Me. It's, like, five bucks on my website. Check it out. Give it up for Daryl. Thank you, guys. for Tony Alfano. Yes, definitely, guys. Check out his album on iTunes or go to his website, Tony Alfano Comedy. It's awesome. All right, guys. How you feeling? You feeling good? You feeling lovely? You feeling like a little buzzed? Is anybody at Time Traveler drunk yet? Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, since this is a progressive podcast and I'm non-exclusive, or am I exclusive? I don't know. I'll cut this in post. Uh, I wanted to change it up and not have as much testosterone as we've had had. So let's give it up for something. Cut this. Uh, uh, just Yeah, she's a girl, and I didn't want to say she's not a girl. She's definitely a very lovely girl, and I'm glad to call her my friend. And uh, give it up, guys. Give it up for April Lotshaw. How are we doing? Yeah. Oh, 
That's the first time anyone's described me as not, not a girl. That's, in my house, that's a compliment. It's usually the opposite. Why don't you wear dresses? Um, oh, man, does anyone here have pets, like dogs and cats? Yeah? Do they ever get fleas? No? That's, I don't believe half of you. Um, they just do. It happens. And whenever my pets, for me, whenever my pets get fleas, I don't know if anyone's ever had this somewhere where you are, where pets have fleas. And you'll be sitting on the couch and one flea will jump on you. And you're like, oh, God, it's a flea. And you kill it. And it doesn't matter if that's the only flea in the house. For the rest of the night, like, you're a crack addict. You're just like... They're everywhere! It's the only one. Um, I lost a lot of weight recently. I lost about 30 pounds in the last year. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, light applause, light applause. There are some people who are like, gain it back. Um... No, I lost about 30 pounds, and at this point in my life, I've never been thin before, and this is the first time that, like, the biggest threat in my life is just someone coming and picking me up and folding me like luggage and carrying me away. That's it. I have friends who, when you're small, they'll come up behind you and they'll just lift you up, and they're having fun. But for you, you're terrified, because that could be the last time that happens. That's it. It's awful. I, there aren't obese bodies that they find in the trunks of cars on Law & Order SVU. It's just not worth the effort. I, I would fit on carry-on luggage. I would save my murderer the $50 check-in fee for luggage. That's the incentive. There's a money incentive there. Oh, my God. I lost about 30 pounds. I lost it over a period of depression. I got very depressed. Um, laughing at the depression. Yeah. Best weight loss plan on the market. You can make it to like 50, 40, 30 pounds when you're in the ground. Um, no, I was very, very depressed. And I think I look pretty put together. You know, I look like just a skinny white girl, basically. And I feel like like, I'm the human version of a French bulldog. Like, it's really nice to look at, but it just doesn't function as an animal at all. I'm going to have all these weird genetic diseases as I get older. I'm going to have hip dysplasia at, like, 30. It's going to be real strange. I, you can't tell me that this happened without there being incest somewhere down the line. I don't know where, but, like, outside of Sweden, like, the blue eyes, blonde hair only happens when someone is trying to make it happen. It's ridiculous. Um, mm, I have depression, and it's kind of hard to describe to people who don't have it. And the best way that I can think to describe it to friends and family is that depression makes the world look the way that oatmeal tastes. Now, some of you may say, I like oatmeal. It's a good start to the day. You don't like oatmeal. You like brown sugar. You like blueberries and heavy cream. Depression is a bowl of plain 
boiled in water oatmeal that you're eating with a plastic spork. So it's poking you in the mouth while you're eating it, and it's also slowly melting and becoming more difficult to eat as you're going, and you don't even like it to begin with. That's what depression is. So, like, I'm printing out pamphlets, and you guys can pick some up on the way out. Um, Fabulous. Uh, Let's see. I think that... um, I saw a thing on the news a while ago that was about serial killers, and it was about how we give them too much news coverage because they have egos, and that's why they leave calling cards, things like that. And so when we give them news coverage, we're only sort of fueling their egos. And I really thought if we're talking about fueling egos, let's start by not giving them, like, really fun nicknames. Every serial killer, we have the Zodiac We have the Night Stalker. They're all the nicknames that, like, your best friend in high school wanted you to call him. And you're like, no, you're pasty Jeremy forever. It's, I really want to see the news report covering the back knee killer. (laughs) Reports say he looks like your ugliest ex-boyfriend, but with a lot of hangnails. It's... He's going to stop. He's going to not do it anymore. Um, Oh, man. Uh, I think that you guys are a fan of children's literature. Are we all a fan of kids' shit? Yeah. Oh, only one person. No one else read until high school. That's cool. Um, I. Yeah? Oh, there you go. Uh, I think I got to Harry Potter too late because I got to Harry Potter when I was 12 years old, and you realize that the letters go out of acceptance to Hogwarts when you're 11. And I remember realizing that and just thinking to myself, like, maybe they have rolling admissions. (laughs) Being really hopeful for that. But you can get to things too late in life. Like, I didn't see the Goonies until I was 24 years old. And... I can leave now. That's fine. Thank you. (laughs) No, that's just a true thing. It was ruined for me because I didn't see it until I was 24 years old. And I watched it in a psych ward where I was on a suicide hold. And there's something, yeah, there's something very, very cruel about showing a bunch of people locked in a psych ward, a film entirely about escape and adventure. (laughs) It's wrong. It's not okay. Um, I would like to point out that the opposite is also true. Like, you can get to things too early. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, nobody is ready to read that book. Nobody on earth. My 92-year-old grandmother shouldn't read it. Because they all go to the Chocolate Factory and they're wandering through and the kids disappear one at a time because they're bad children. And... They ask, like, what happened to Augustus Gloop? And Willy Wonka is like, oh, he's being made into fudge. Let's move onwards. And in an interview, the author, Roald Dahl, who is a genre author, he wrote two genres, children's literature and also horror for adults. (laughs) It's hard to tell the difference sometimes. Roald Dahl said, well, you just don't focus on it. You don't describe Augustus Gloop. 
being munched up and his bones crushed and him being made into fudge, you just say he was made into fudge and then move on. He admits they murdered the children, the bad children. He decided were bad because they chewed gum too much. They ate too much chocolate in a chocolate factory. Watch too much TV. That's what kind of, God, what kind of sadist is Willy Wonka that he would invite children to his chocolate factory and promise them a lifetime supply of chocolate and then murder one of them for eating too much chocolate and not end there. No, he's going to have his minions sing a song about it so that you learn life lessons to not trust adults because they all want you dead. Oh, my God, it's ridiculous. Um, I was robbed recently. Somebody stole my purse. This is a real thing. Somebody stole my purse, and, you know, I was kind of in shock, and I got it back a couple days later. Someone called me up. They dumped it, and I got my purse back, which I was really excited about. It had everything in it except for my credit cards and my ID. They'd left everything else. And that was a $200 purse with about $80 worth of gift cards inside of it. And at that point, I was just angry at them. But, like, angry in the way that you get mad at someone who's not good at doing their job. Like, I was like, I would be way better at this than you are. You, you don't need Starbucks in between smash and grabs to, like, get the adrenaline flowing. It's ridiculous. Um, I told my mom. I was like, Mom, I got the purse back. And she's like, wow. And I was like, that's a $200 purse. I can't believe they just dumped this name brand leather purse. And my mom looked at me, and she just said, they were probably men. Which is just the most charming sexism I've ever heard. <laughs> it's just delightful. My mom is a treat. Um, oh, what else have I got for you? I know I have other things. Uh, I used to work at a bar. Uh, one minute. Okay. Well, never mind. We're going to skip that bit. Um, we're going to do something I enjoy more. Ah, oh, no, no, no. You'll like this too. I think the most functional relationship in my family right now, you know, love relationship. My parents are a little on the rocks, but my older brother has a girlfriend who he lives with, who he loves very much, and she's wonderful. We all love her, and they have the most functional relationship, I think, of anyone in the family, myself included. And the only thing is that my brother's girlfriend's name is also April which is my name. And her birthday is not only the same day as mine, but the same year as mine. You need our social security numbers to prove we're two people. It's what it counts as. And it's weird because we'll be in the same room for Thanksgiving or stuff like that. And someone will just say, hey, April, and we'll both look up. And, like, I'm sure my older brother... You know, when they're together in intimate moments, he'll say, April, and we'll both still look up. It's insane. It's, 
That was a callback to my earlier incest joke. Thank you, guys. Please welcome Daryl. In your stylish clothes you wear In your walk into the room All my partners stop and stare You left your beer you. Don't forget your beer I mean, I could take it That's alright, alright Give it up for April, Lacha This is a legitimate comedy show Both men and women Living together Telling jokes, it's great Yes, uh, unfortunately, I did have Jose Juan Pazos originally on the list, but he, uh, downer, on, no, went to the hospital. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I love to bring it down. Give it up. Yeah, hospitals. Yeah. But, yeah, we're giving our prayers uh, to Jose Juan. Uh, Yeah, hopefully his bowel movement passes. Uh, Anyway, uh. If you guys want uh, any tacos, they're definitely outside. Uh, plug, plug for tacos. Who doesn't love tacos? And uh, if you're not drunk, by the way, there's a bar two feet away from you. Yeah, let's get drunk. Woo. All right, so let's keep it moving. Let's keep it energized. Uh, let's give it up for another guy that's been on one of my most popular episodes. So, uh, yeah, no, no – uh, no pressure. No pressure. Let's give it up for Ramon Hernandez. Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias. Como fregados están, damas y caballeros. Mi nombre es Ramon Hernandez. Oye, pinche Dario, güey. No mames, cabrón. ¿Cómo chingados vas a anunciar tacos, güey? Y luego me vas a presentar a mí. No mames, cabrón. No mames. Ay, también, ahí está la pinche borrachera Y luego su pinche cómico que sigue Ramón Hernández ¿Dónde fregados están todos mis latinos? ¡Eso mero, camaradas! ¡No mames, cabrones! Estamos aquí en el viernes, aquí en la ciudad de Anaheim That's how Mexican I wish I really was, guys That's all I got in the Spanish department, guys. I'll be honest. I don't even speak Spanish, guys. I picked that shit up on Caleb. (laughs) But with a name like Ramon Hernandez, I got to give you something, man. That's Ramon Hernandez. That's real aggressive, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, guys. uh, Mexican doing stuff. Jeez. I had you going for a little bit, right? I had you going just for a little bit. I was like, this motherfucker's not going to speak shit, man. I'm going to go outside and smoke a cigarette. It's crazy, though, because when I'm around white people, they always tell me, Ramon, you're not really Mexican. And, and then when I'm, when I'm around Mexican people, they're like, you know, you're not real Mexican. Identity crisis, guys. Uh, yeah, guys. But you know what? I am a fair-skinned Latino, guys. I am a fair-skinned Latino. Look at me, guys. Look, fair-skinned Latino. You know, this is as dark as I get. This is my tan. Check back with me in the winter. I look like a porcelain doll. <laughs> Beautiful, baby. Beautiful. I got pulled over one time. The officer came up to me and he thought I was white. And I said, "Thank you. Thank you very much." He was gonna let me go with a warning, and then he asked to see my ID. I told him, let's not ruin the moment, please. Let's not ruin the moment. Give me a fat ticket, guys. Fat ticket. 
Yeah, it's crazy, guys. I even embrace my Catholicism. Check it out, guys. Mira, check it out, guys. Catholico. I embrace my Catholicism. I'll be honest, I don't even believe in the shit, guys. I'm an atheist, but you guys have no idea, guys. You guys have, this has bought me so much Mexican cred, guys. Because when people look at me, they're like, mm, maybe Filipino. <laughs> Definitely Mexican. Definitely. Fat Joe Coy. <laughs> yeah, guys, I get that shit all the time. I don't need you guys to tell me what I look like, guys. I don't need anybody to tell me what I look like. I know what I look like. I, know I look like a fucking video game character you create right before you put hair on it. <laughs> My head is so big, guys. I look like one of those Nintendo Wii characters. I'm like, fuck, man. I get that shit all the time. People always want to tell me, hey, you know who you look like? You look like Mr. Clean. And I'm like, that shit is fucked up, man. You look like Vin Diesel after he stops working out after those Fast and Furious movies. I'm like, that's... I get good about it. Somebody told me I look like Mexican The Rock. I like that one. I like that one. I'm going to keep that one, guys. But, yeah, guys, uh, I'm glad to be driving again. Recently, I was in a car accident, guys. I was in a car accident. This woman hit me. And then, like, we got out of the car, and she was like, it's your fault. And I was like, are we dating or something? Why, why are you blaming me for everything? What's up, girl? Yeah, guys, uh, so I was on the bus for a little bit, guys. I was on the bus. It's a miserable experience, guys. I got on the bus, and, like, immediately I started getting hot under the collar, and I started looking at everybody else on the bus, and I was like, this isn't, these aren't people. This is a mobile cage, man. This is a goddamn mobile. I went from, I went from Santa Ana to fucking Fullerton on the bus, guys. It's a long bus ride, guys. Yeah, it's like... If you guys aren't familiar with the cities, uh, it's like going from Mexico to post-apocalyptic Irvine, man. <laughs> White people in Fullerton look fucked up. <sighs> yeah, guys, I don't, I don't believe in luck, guys. I don't, I don't believe in luck. Don't live your life fucking thinking you're going to win the lottery all the time, guys. Don't, don't, don't live that way, man. I'll tell you why I don't believe in luck. In 2010, single, no kids. 2012, Four kids, baby. Four kids. That's mathematically impossible, but leave it up to a Mexican, baby. We, we don't die. We multiply, baby. Build the wall. I'll just have six more kids, baby. Yeah, guys. Uh, my, I have twins. They were conceived. They were conceived in a, uh, in a casino. Yeah. I rolled the ultimate snake eyes, guys. Yeah. The house always wins, guys. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, my twins, I have beautiful baby boys, guys, beautiful baby boys. But they're fraternal twins, so they don't even look alike. One's light-skinned and the other one's dark-skinned. And I'm raising them according to how society is going to see them. I buy the white one everything. <laughs> hey, he's so beautiful. <laughs> Come on. And the brown one is learning to take what he wants from the white one, guys. It's great. The white one, every allowance we give him, he puts it away in a piggy bank because he wants to buy himself a nice set of plastic golf clubs at the end of the month. The brown one's got a lot of side jobs. It's weird he's never home. The other day I found the brown one standing outside of a Toys R Us, and I said, mijo, mijo, because he only speaks Spanish. 
I said, what are you doing standing outside of this Toys R Us, mijo? He looked at me and he said, Dad, I'm standing outside of this Toys R Us just in case any of these white kids need help building their Legos and their Lincoln Logs. <laughs> Always hustling, guys. Always hustling. I got to drive him out to Monrovia tomorrow because he's building a play school kitchen. I got to stay in shape, guys, because I have these, these beautiful baby boys. I got to stay in shape. I used to be 380 pounds. It's not a joke. I swear to God, I used to be 380 pounds. I, every, every comic that's up here, I used to be 1,000 pounds, guys. I was a fat, sloppy piece of shit, guys. And now I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, used to, I really used to be 380 pounds, guys. Size 42 waist, guys. Size 42 waist, guys. Big pantalones, wait, no mommy, no. But, uh, yeah, and, uh, but I still have that weakness, man. I love sweets, guys. I love sweets. Anybody here have the weakness of sweets? Oh, are you fucking kidding me? How embarrassing is it? I'm a fucking Latino. I had one beer and I'm fucking tipsy. I fucking talk about chocolate. I'll fucking blow somebody for a piece of chocolate, guys. <laughs> I take my, I, I go to the mall and they have a C's candy. I fuck, I love C's candy. It's so good. You walk into a C's candy, what's the first thing they do? They give you a fucking free sample. Nice enough gesture, right? That's what drug dealers do. One piece, and I'm like, yeah, man, I, I need like one more, man. It's going to cuss you, baby. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad I had my, uh, I'm glad I had my kids uh, with, with the woman I'm with, man. She's a good woman. Give it up for women, man. It's Mother's Day this weekend. Give it up for women. Yeah, man. You know, because dating is crazy, guys. Dating is fucking nuts. I don't envy the guys who are single, man. You, don't, you never know. There's so many ways to date women. I remember... Uh, the last woman before my wife uh, I dated, she was a, a real freak in the sack guy. She was weird, man. I'm not used to that stuff. Me and my wife, we, we have a boring sex life. Hey, vaginal sex, if it ain't broken, don't fix it, right? Yes. But this girl, man, so we're making out one time, me and this girl. And she, uh, she wanted me to, uh, to choke her, you know? I've never done it before, so, you know, I, I started choking her. I started choking her, you know? It's really hard, too, guys. You know, I think I was putting too much pressure on her windpipe because she, like, she tapped out like a pussy. <laughs> All right. I guess you're not into it as much as I thought you were, baby. Right. So I, like, turned around on her back and, like, we're making out. We're kissing. I'm kissing her back. You know what I mean? I'm kissing her back. She put her booty in my face. So I spanked it because I'm old school. <laughs> and she put her booty, she put her ass closer to my face, and I was like, slow down. What do you want me to do? This is disgusting. She wanted me to eat her ass out. So I started choking her. I started choking her again. I was like, that's disgusting. That's where shit comes from. What's wrong with you? I know know what a lot of you guys are thinking. I know what a lot of you guys are thinking. Hey, hey, man. Fucking if you've never tried, don't knock it, baby. Spice up your sex life. Spice up my sex life. Did she have fucking Mexican before she ate or something? What the fuck? That's disgusting. I gotta eat her ass out. That's gross. I understand. I get it. Listen, if you're eating pussy the conventional Christian way, (laughs) the way it's written in the Bible, all right? And, you know, women make sound in there, you know? They make a sound. Sometimes, hey, listen, 
no harm, no foul, not a problem. You know what I mean? But if you're eating her ass out and she farts in your face, the only way we're going to settle this is we're going to have to fight. That's disgusting. Ya les digo, camaradas, no mames, las pinches viejas están bien locas, camaradas. Oh, bueno, pues, yo, bueno, pues, ya me dio la luz este camarada. Muchas gracias, Daryl. Well, happy one year anniversary, guys. Uh, my name is Ramon Hernandez. You guys have a good night. Give it up for Ramon. Hey, guys. Do I have street cred? Because I know Mexican? Is it cool? Yeah, awesome. Woo! Yeah. I know Mexicans, women. I know a lot of different nationalities and genders and things like that. Yeah, I'm a very versatile human being. Thank you guys for coming out. Thank you guys for drinking. Thank you guys, all the comics that have come out. Man, this, I again said it at the top, uh, this is what I would feel like my funeral would be if I was a lot, you know, yeah, like... I would hope, like, at least enough of you showed up. I mean, you probably would be like, yeah, it's, what, it's at 7? Oh, I can't make it, bro. Dude, I'm dead. <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep it going with another huge friend of mine as well as another person. Hey, guys, if you don't know, uh, all of these comics have been on my podcast, believe it or not. I know. If you guys want to check it out, it's called This Comic's Life, uh, if you didn't know this already. Uh, all right, so let's keep it going with a good friend of mine. He's a, a, a very awesome guy. He hosts his own pi- uh, multimedia empire called the Red Gorilla just Empire, right? Yeah. Give it up for my good friend, Joshua Waldrop. Hey there, Steelhouse. How's it going? Daryl, when he first introduced me before he decided to interrupt the introducing of me with another plug for his podcast, said I was his huge, a huge friend of his. And man, God, enough with the fat jokes, dude. Enough. I know. I know. Uh, I brought it on myself. I brought it on myself. If you guys haven't had tacos yet, now would be a great time. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just uh, grabbed a chicken quesadilla and two carne asada tacos myself. And when uh, Daryl went up to light uh, Ramon, I was like, "Not yet! Don't you not? He's got at least five more in him." Um, How's everyone doing tonight? You guys are all here still. That's fucking great. I heard Daryl's girlfriend was here. Is that true? Yeah. Blink once if you're all right. Twice if you need help. (laughs) Thank you for letting Daryl come and play with us every once in a while. Thank you. Thank you for letting him uh, put on this great show and do this awesome podcast, This Comics Life. I was on an episode of This Comics Life, number 153. I don't even think, there's not 153 episodes yet, is there? No, it's not 153. Uh, It was a dual podcast with me and another comic named Nick Merritt. Um, And after hearing that two-person podcast, 
Daryl was like, that's, that's enough. You know, <laughs> no more for you. I totally understand. Um, I, used to work, uh, I used to work in a candy store, guys. I used to work in a chocolate store. Nobody's surprised. None of you. You're all like, yeah, that's, we just assumed. You, uh, we figured you worked in a candy store. Uh, you look like you're made of marshmallow, so we, just, we put two and two together. It looked like something the Ghostbusters brought to life accidentally, trying not to have good thoughts. <laughs> um, and uh, you would think that'd be like the most chill job ever, working in a ca- uh, chocolate store. But uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> we had what was called a employee consumption policy, and the policy was we could eat as much of it as we wanted. So not good. Uh, that's like for me putting me in that situation is like hiring an alcoholic as a bartender. It's just not gonna end well. Um, all of my, I got health insurance for the first time, and that was great. But um, all of my, my coworkers would complain about how expensive the insurance was. They, were, they would say it cost an arm and a leg. I'm like, guys, I'm just worried about losing a foot. I'm just I'm trying to keep all my limbs intact. Why is everything tingly? Uh, um, you meet some interesting people. I don't know if you ever have thought about what kind of a person daily visits a chocolate shop in their normal life routine. I can only tell you from my experience, having worked in South Orange County, the, the worst, all of the worst people, uh, they take their shit really seriously. Uh, you came into the store and we would offer you a free piece of uh, chocolate to try, to try to get you to buy some. And uh, you'd go, I'd go up to some people, would you like this free piece of chocolate? And they would act like I was trying to offer them like, a cat turd out of my litter box. Like, ah, oh, dark chocolate? I don't do dark chocolate. Like, what are you, some kind of candy racist? Who doesn't, who says that? Nobody says, I met a murderer once at the candy store. A murderer, bona fide murderer came into my store. It was this, she had a great disguise, too. She, was, she looked like this kindly, wrinkled-up, like, really old woman. And I didn't realize she was a murderer until I had put together her bag, and she got a two-pound bag of milk molasses chips. And I got to the register to ring her up, and she looked wistfully at the bag, and she goes, ah, milk molasses chips. They were Buster's favorite. I don't know how many people in here have pets, how many people have dogs. You can't feed them chocolate. You cannot, you are not supposed to feed them chocolate. That's poison to dogs. It'd be like if you had a kid and fed it poison. It kills them. It's not good for them. And she could see on my face the registry of uh, what she had just said, and she tried to, to soothe my concern. She goes, ah, I've seen that look before when I've told people that I used to give Buster those milk molasses chips, but he lived to be a good nine years, so I think that's pretty good. I don't think they were hurting him too much. I'm like, nine years? Woman, every person I've ever known had a dog lived like 15 to 20 years. You were a sociopath. What's wrong with you? Oh, my God. Um, I don't work at the candy store anymore. I decided to quit for my own good. <laughs> um, now, uh, just, uh, you know, doing different odd jobs and shit, I found myself uh, doing some warm-up 
comedy for a, a game show that was taping in Hollywood, hosted by Jason Biggs from American uh, Pie. And uh, right out the gate on this game show, first two contestants, it's kind of a newlywed type of thing. Boom, American Pie joke. Flute, band camp, like right out the gate. No wasted time. Obvious, obvious joke. So it reminded me of when I started being intimate with my current girlfriend. And uh, we had our own little American Pie thing. It didn't involve a flute or like band camp or anything. But what would happen is I would staple an 8x10 photo of Allison Hannigan on her forehead. It made the sex so much more intense with the kicking and crying and screaming. Uh, and then she, you know, she wanted, you know, quid pro quo, every relationship's give and take. So she stapled a picture of the guy from American Pie on my forehead, they, um, uh, Eugene Levy, Eugene Levy, <laughs> onto my forehead. Then I stapled a picture also of Eugene Levy on her forehead, and it was the best sex either of us has ever had. I highly recommend it. Eugene Levy's a wonder for your sex life. Um, we have any NFL fans in here? NFL fans? Oh, man, the NFL's bullshit. It's all bullshit, guys. You know that, right? You guys know it's, it's total bullshit? Uh, the, did you know that up until just a few years ago, the NFL was a nonprofit organization? <laughs> a fucking nonprofit organization. All those billions of dollars flowing back and forth. And they've got the nerve to call themselves a nonprofit organization. And I was trying to think of why. How could this constitute a nonprofit? I don't know if you know, but if you file a nonprofit, it has to fall under certain categories artistic, educational, or religious. And I thought, well, it can't be artistic even though I guess it could be called artistic if you're kind of a sadist that the, just the, the, the level they've taken to of inflicting as many concussions on each other as possible, like just elevated it to a point nobody else had in previous years. Uh, didn't think that really held water. Educational? I don't know. Um, maybe if you're trying to educate the public on where to punch your girlfriend so that you don't get caught by the elevator camera before you drag her down the hallway. Like, could it be maybe educational? Um, I settled on religious. It made all the sense to me that it was religious. Happens every Sunday, faithfully. Everyone that follows it gets up and follows it like the ceremony, the coin flip, religiously. Uh, I personally think it's kind of racist that it was a nonprofit organization because... That's an extra level of racism for a bunch of old, rich, white people to figure out how to turn like the contracts of owning black people into a, a write-off, a tax write-off. It's unbelievable. Um, I mentioned uh, my girlfriend earlier. Uh, that wasn't for part of the bit. I'm as shocked as you are. She's, she's, uh, obviously, she's not aware that she has uh, options. And... <laughs> She keeps doing this thing I think is so cute. We've been together almost six years now. Six fucking years. And uh, she does this cute thing where, like, I wake up in the morning and I look and she's still there. She's still there. I'm like, wow, really? All right. We're going to do this for another day. All right. Let's see how this works out. Um, I had to go through a lot of bullshit to get to that girl, though. I dated a lot of fucked up chicks. I got, like, the broken bitch fucking <laughs> Captain Savaho meter strong with... <laughs> 
color blindness that allows me to not see any of the red flags that everybody should totally see. Uh, I dated a girl once um, who, who was in school. She was a beautiful girl. She went to Cal State Long Beach, and she was taking these classes on, like, civics and public duty, and she came home all excited one day. She's like, oh, well, we have to put together this project. We have to, we have to come up with a fundraiser to do for a, a special group or interest group. I was like, that's great. And what are you going to do? And she goes, well, uh, I thought maybe, you know how uh, you see like the little leaguers standing outside the store selling candy bars? I thought maybe we could do that. I was like, all right. Okay idea. What's the, what's the charity you're raising money for? And she's like, juvenile diabetes. Like you, I think that idea needs to be flushed out a little bit more. Uh, I didn't date this other chick, but I was going to until finally the red flags got too bright to not see. Uh, I met her in San Diego. We hit it off, drove home. We were talking all night long. I asked her what her living situation was like because I wanted to know if I was going to be able to get it in there. And uh, she kind of skipped over the question. And then later she came back. She was like, you know how you asked me? Uh, where I live, my living situation, well, I don't really live anywhere. What? She's like, yeah, I'm homeless. I live in the park. I was like, well, how are we talking on an electronic device right now then? If you live in the park, she goes, oh, you know those stations where they have the bathrooms where you can, they have the outlets you can plug into. It's like, oh, okay. I'm trying not to be judgmental. Everyone comes on hard times. Still thought she was a nice chick. She walks to the liquor store while we're talking to get a Diet Coke. And the exchange I hear on my end is, she's like, oh, Diet Coke. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, God. Too funny. Oh, thank you. I'm like, what was that all about? She's like, oh, it's so funny. Uh, he said that he'd give me the Diet Coke for free if I took him in the back and blew him. My question that I didn't ask at the time was, what about you and your relationship with this guy made him think that you might go for that? Still dismissed it. Finally, Friday comes of that week, and we're talking, and she goes, hey, if you want me to, I can be in your bed by the time you get home from work, and we'll spend all weekend in your bedroom. It's like, wait, how, how's that going to work? How are you going to get here from San Diego uh, seeing as how you don't have a car? Because if you were a car, you wouldn't be homeless. Uh, <laughs> and she goes, oh, it's no problem. Uh, one of my fuck buddies lives around the corner, and he said, if I suck his dick on the way, he'll give me a ride. Like, oh, yeah. Come on, baby. That's what every man wants after a hard week of work is some of that sweet dick breath. Come on, sweetheart. <laughs> Guys, I have to go uh, help a friend of mine. She's... Um, She's uh, getting ready to have to put her dog down. She's not, she doesn't know how to handle it. She's, you know, she's really sensitive. Yeah, I know, sensitive situation. So I'm going to stop by and get a two-pound bag of milk molasses chips, help her take care of that shit right away. Guys, thanks so much. Give it up for Josh Waldrop. Yes, definitely check out his episode on the podcast, of course. All right, guys, we got two more comics Definitely keep it going. Uh, but first, uh, I was uh, just listening to Josh say that he uh, was talking about pets. Uh, I'm a cat lover. I'm a cat person. Uh, obviously, a lot of people who know me outside of this comedy club uh, really realize that. 
But uh, my girlfriend, she wasn't a cat person when we first started dating. And to tell you how much of a cat person she was not, I farted on our first date. Accidentally. But not really. And I ended up blaming that fart on the cat. And since she wasn't a cat person, she actually believed me. Because if she was a cat person, she would have realized that that fart would have killed the cat. And, yeah. So, I'll leave it at that. I'm, I'm definitely a cat person. And uh, hopefully I still have a girlfriend after this. Anyway, guys, uh, let's bring up our second to last comedian. My best friend who, well... He's a friend. Let's not say best friend. That's giving him a little too much. But he is a very good friend. Give it up for Kyle Gridley. Thank you, Daryl. I'm almost his best friend, guys. Wow. Almost. Daryl, Daryl, I've showered at your house three times. I'm not your best friend? It's a complicated story, guys. It's complicated. Uh, Sorry, I showered in your bathroom a couple times. I'm... Sorry about that. I was homeless for a little bit. Okay, moving on. All right. Oh uh, yeah, I, I did. I did do uh, Daryl's podcast. As everyone on the show, great podcast. Uh, before the podcast, uh, Daryl uh, decided, "Hey man, we should smoke some weed." So he decided, and then he he got out a bucket. What? <laughs> hey, let's get high. And he brings out a bucket. <laughs> He fills it with hot water, gets a two-liter uh, Sprite bottle, puts it in, makes a gravity bong. And then from then on, we were bucket high. That's a bucket kind of high. Uh, Daryl coined that. I don't know about you guys. All right. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I, uh, I grew up in uh, San Bernardino. Do you guys know where that is? Yeah, if you want to know what San Bernardino is like, uh, San Bernardino is like if jail was a city. <laughs> All right. Uh, the worst part of San Bernardino, uh, like jail, the people, people are terrible. <laughs> Hi, I'm one of them. Uh, one time in San Bernardino, I was at a bus stop, and this guy, he was by a trash can, and he just started dancing. And I was like, hey, man, what you dancing for? And he's like, I just got a new gun. And then I rode the bus with them <laughs> for 30 minutes. That's what San Bernardino is like. Uh, not all of it's bad. Uh, my favorite place in San Bernardino was the Little Caesars Pizza. Because uh, you could buy pizza, weed, crack, a woman, all under $10. <laughs> I wish that was a joke. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, um, I don't know if anyone else here, has anyone like, uh, had like a, uh, like, a, like a high school teacher with a funny name? You guys ever had that? Uh, I, I had a teacher in high school. Uh, his name was Mr. DeCock. God, that was so funny. <laughs> God, you, you want to know what his first name was? Rusty. <laughs> Rusty. Rusty DeCock. Oh, Jesus. And it was awful because he was like a really great teacher. So like all the kids would be like, hey, have you had DeCock yet? And it was like, we love DeCock. <laughs> He's great. Uh, we just, all high school just had so much fun. Just so much. Uh, I, went to a, I went to a Christian high school. Yep. That's, this is what happens. <laughs> this is, went to a Christian high school. 
that place definitely uh, stuck in a weird kind of past. Definitely. And I should have known uh, because in 2008, uh, I was in ninth grade. In 2008, uh, my high school, we had like a mock election. The entire high school voted on John McCain versus Barack Obama. And the results came back in. It was uh, 392 for McCain and nine for Obama. <laughs> and I was like, all right, this is how it's going to be, guys. This is how it's going to work. And it was like a big deal who voted for Obama, too. Everyone was like, who did it? Who voted for Obama? Who did it? And it wasn't me. I, I conformed. I was like, yeah, who did it? Who? <laughs> so silly. And then uh, after some investigation, uh, we learned we had nine black kids in our high school. That's only nine, only. Uh, recently, uh, recently uh, one of the nine kids died uh, suddenly of meningitis. Uh, don't worry, uh, he was only going to UCLA to become a lawyer. <laughs> it's kind of funny, kind of like a little. Uh, the, worst part, uh, the worst part is he was a twin. He was a twin. And uh, this twin was, uh, was uh, going to UCLA to become a lawyer, and the other twin does improv comedy. <laughs> so for sure the wrong one died. For sure. <laughs> it's not even a knock against improv. Like, who didn't need another black lawyer? Like, who in the world totally... I don't know. <laughs> Complicated. Complicated place. Um, I, used to, I used to work at a Target. Woo, yeah. Who likes Target? I don't. I worked there a year and a half. <laughs> Awful. Terrible. I, I, used to, I used to cashier at a Target, and uh, what sucks about being a cashier is you can never be sad because uh, people are always watching you. Like, I remember one time uh, I had an older dog, and he died, and I got really sad about it, uh, but the problem was I had to go into work the next day. So I go to work, and I, I start doing my job, and I couldn't help it. Like, I started to cry a little bit, and the problem was the people in my line didn't know I was crying about my dog. They probably thought I was crying because I'm a cashier at Target, uh, <laughs> which I've done, which is, uh, I also, I also used to do, uh, returns at the Target. I also used to do returns. Uh, I had one return. It's pretty weird. I remember one day this lady, uh, she came up to the counter and she tried to return baby food and my job, I asked her like, Hey, what's wrong with the baby food? And then she looks in my eyes and says, I lost the baby. And it completely caught me off guard because uh, she didn't lose a receipt. I feel like her priorities, guys. That's an okay miscarriage joke. Awesome receipt joke, guys. Awesome. Find a better one. I don't know. I worked in, uh, worked in retail for a long time, about two years. Um, I don't know. Uh, the, the thing I hate uh, about retail most, I hate, I hate dealing with high customers. I hate it so much because I feel like whenever I deal with a high customer, someone is going to realize I am also high. <laughs> All right, I get freaked out. I get paranoid. I feel like my manager, he's going to see me interact with this guy, and he's going to come in and do something because he doesn't want people to realize he is also high. <laughs> and then he's going to tell our boss, and our boss is going to slam down hard on us because he doesn't want people to realize he is also high. Uh, I, have a, I have a theory about the service industry. Uh, everyone's fucked up besides one guy. And he's sitting at a desk in HR going through sexual harassment complaints going, I need a drink. <laughs> you guys ever worked the service industry? You guys ever? 
No, I, uh, I've had a lot of jobs. Uh, most of my jobs uh, involve pushing carts in parking lots. It's most of, uh, and I do things like that uh, because I got a degree from community college. Yeah. <laughs> no, guys, dude, if you're thinking about going to community college, go. Because when you graduate, you can get any minimum wage job you want. <laughs> you can get any. You can be a work at Del Taco, Taco Bell. If you try hard, you can bust tables. Um, I don't know. I used, to, I, used to, I used to work out every day for four years. What happened? <laughs> what happened? I used to work out. I used to, I used to play football. And I, I don't know. I used to play football, but I used to work out. And I had to lift, like, really heavy weight. Right? You got any, any, any bros in here lift? You guys lift, bro? You guys? You guys? Um, I don't know. And if you ever lifted, like, heavy weight, there's, like, there's a certain amount of weight that you can't lift unless you just get angry. You know what I mean? You just have to get mad. Like, you can't lift more than 400 pounds unless you think about everyone that's ever hurt you. It's impossible. I remember one time I had to squat 465 pounds. All right? And if my dad didn't beat me, I don't think I could have done it. Don't think I could have done it. <laughs> Thanks for calling me a fag, Dad. Now I can bench 385. So nice of you. <laughs> I also, um, lots of things happen to me. I, I, I'm a drunk. I'm a drunk. Who else is here a, a drunk? Just a unabashed, just a drunk. I, I, lo- I love driving drunk. That's, I love it. It's so dangerous. How else am I going to feel something? <laughs> Have you guys ever been driving so drunk that you're disappointed in the cops for not catching you? Has that ever happened? It's like, come on, cops. This is your job. I hit a kid. Okay. It's not true. Uh, One time, though, I I was driving drunk, and I crashed. And I I crashed into, like, this uh, construction site. And uh, they were building what I think was a home supply store. uh, So I've hit a new Lowe's. Bang. You guys get it? No, probably not. Lowe's, it's a home. All right, I'm not. Thank you. <laughs> now, uh, recently, I was going through some uh, old stuff with one of my friends, and uh, I found a pair of pants I didn't need anymore, right? So I, I just took the pair of pants, and I just threw it in the trash. My friend, he got really mad at me. He was like, what are you doing? You could have donated that to the homeless. And then I thought for a second. I was like, you know, throwing things in the trash is donating to the homeless. That's where they're going to find it, right? <laughs> if you donate something, it goes to Goodwill. How many homeless people have you seen in Goodwill? How many have you seen in trash cans? Do the math. All right, if you donate something, what's going to happen to it? It's going to end up in the hands of some hipster, right? Some Macklemore-looking motherfucker thinking he's thrifty. No, throw it in the trash. You might help someone, like me, probably. <laughs> All right, uh, one last thing, something I've been thinking about. Uh, America's uh, national bird is the bald eagle, right? Everyone agree? It's the bald eagle, right? And I think that makes a lot of sense because uh, the bald eagle, like America, the head is uh, the white is on top, and the rest of it that does all the work is black and brown. <laughs> all right, guys, I'm done. Thank you so much. Woo, yeah, give it up for Daryl. Yeah, his podcast, his life. <laughs> give it up for Kyle Gridley. All right, guys, are you ready for one special comic that wasn't on the list, but he just showed up because he loves me that much? You ready? No, you're not ready. Oh, okay, Sarah's ready. Everybody else isn't. But I'm glad everybody showed up. 
It's been a really good treat. Uh, definitely just tune into the podcast if you haven't listened. If you want to just hear in-depth conversations from any of these comics that you've heard just telling jokes, we've had a lot of laughs, and it's all on this comic's life. All right, guys. Give it up for another guest of the podcast, Dakota Friedman. Really, uh, it was the wrong song to play for me, guys. <laughs> Gotta say. Hey, how's it going? Uh, give it up for Daryl and, and his, this comics life. A great podcast. It's good. Um, so uh, I've never really got along with tough guys. Uh, they've just always intimidated me. Like even uh, right off the bat, whenever I meet a tough guy, whenever I shake their hand, they always want to squeeze my hand really sh- hard. It's like they're trying to prove that their hand could kick my hand's ass. Yeah, but uh, I know I'm not a tough-looking guy myself. Uh, I'm sort of wimpy-looking. So that makes me an easy target for people to yell things at me from their car. I was walking down the street. Guy yelled the classic, fuck you. And I was scared and angry at the time, so I just yelled back, brah. And he stopped his car, put his hazard lights on. So then I jumped into a bush. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, one time a guy yelled, what up, snowflake? And that, uh, that didn't hurt me or made me feel bad. Uh, it just made me blush. It was the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. No, but, uh, yeah, I have a hard time talking to people. I, I, I get really bad social anxiety. I'm a, a pretty socially anxious person. Uh, like, uh, social anxiety, it stops me from doing a lot of things, but it does let me cry in public. I don't know, guys. Uh, I, just, I just don't know how to talk. I don't know how to talk to people in conversations. Like, when I'm talking to somebody, I just nod my head a lot and give a lot of nervous yes. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't hear that well, so at some point in the conversation, I'll be like, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Do you like me? Daddy? <laughs> no, but uh, I'm pretty socially anxious. Uh, I have a lot of anxieties. I'm a pretty anxious person in general. Like, uh, so I get overwhelmed very easily by little things. Like, like if I'm in a restaurant and I ask for a Coke, the waiter replies, is Pepsi Okay. I say, nope, and I get up, and I walk straight into oncoming traffic. <laughs> so I know how to cope. No, but uh, I haven't had a lot of anxiety lately, guys, because I went through a bad breakup not too long ago. Uh, my girlfriend, she broke up with me. But don't worry, uh, she's doing great. Uh, she's got a new job, a new boyfriend. She has her cat. So I pretty much now know if you date me. At first, you'll be really happy. And then you'll get really sad, and then you'll break up with me, and your life will just take off. <laughs> you'll achieve things never thought possible. 
No, but uh, I actually have been trying to date the ladies again, been trying to date. I uh, actually had a friend of mine describe me as trying to be a fuckboy, which is uh, so far from the truth, because when I get rejected, I just cry and pout. I'm more like a fuck baby. All right, guys, Ed Strong. I'm Dakota Freedom. Thank you so much. Give it up for Daryl, guys. That's my time. All right, guys, give it up for Dakota. Give it up for yourselves. That's the show. So I want to thank everybody that came out. I want to also thank all of the comedians, all of the comedians that didn't perform. Sorry, but thank you for coming. I will get you on next show. Hit me up if you want to be on the podcast. I need content. All right, guys. So thank you once again, and uh, maybe we'll do this again. All right. Thank you!